Hello, hello, this is Interneted. I'm Michael Bird. And I'm Rob Murgatroyd. And welcome to our show about tech gadgets and the internet by a couple of blokes who are always being asked how to fix most of it. Isn't that right, Rob? Oh, yes, Michael, that's oh, right. Oh, On this yes. show, oh, yes. I sound like Churchill, didn't I? Yes, you do. Um, More of that, please. <laughs> Well, did you know that on this show, we'll be keeping you informed with all the latest tech news and the coolest and most interesting things from around the internet? Oh, I did not. But well, there you go. But is that it's it? It's four. Oh, no, that's not it. Don't don't just think that's it. Think of this show, if you will, as your indispensable guide for everything worth knowing on the internet this week. I certainly will. Well, buckle up, sit back, relax and enjoy the show from two blokes in their spare bedrooms. This is interneted lovely jubbly probably time to start to kick things off with our weekly tech roundup each week as you dear listeners will know each week we like to bring the most interesting bits of news from around the world of tech we painstakingly sift through the usb flying t-rexes smart flowers and the mouse jiggler so you don't have to some, oh, I, you know what? I I saw a video of a mouse jiggler you, on the internet. Do you have a mouse jiggler? No, but I saw somebody. What are they using it for? I think they were using it for a for a, a legitimate purpose, which was uh, okay. to stop a computer from going switching itself off. But I've heard people who use them at work to show to their say, bosses that, that they're, they're working. Yeah, that seems to be the most common. Uh, sort, commonly sought after use of these mouse jigglers. They're a little USB dongle that you plug into your laptop and it wiggles your mouse every so often. So all your productivity trackers think you're still working. But obviously, everyone out there would still actually be sneaky. working. Sneaky, they? sneaky, 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 sneaky. Very sneaky. All right. Um, well, what what's happened in the world this week, Michael? Well, big news in the world of space. You like space, don't oh, you? Oh, back again. He's back. Space. He's back. Um, well, uh, our dear friend Richard Branson completed the first fully crewed. Again, Richard Branson completed the first fully crewed space flight of the Virgin Galactic. Uh, so um, this was, I think, we talked about it last week. The space plane known as Spaceship Two flew mm-hmm. up and uh, flew into space. And uh, it flies in a really interesting way. It, I think I told you before, it, is, um, it hangs under the belly of another aeroplane, which gets it up to a certain level. And then the aeroplane kind of drops it. And then the spaceship that they're on fires its rocket engines. They point the nose up towards space. Uh, and then they experience weightlessness. And um, this has been something yeah. that has been going on for, I mean, I think they announced it years ago, didn't they? And Quite a while ago, and then they had that test that didn't go so well. Yeah, they had uh, a test that didn't sort go of so well. It's been fairly quiet until now, seemingly. So it was originally um, supposed to be later in the month, but Jeffrey Bezos uh, was his company, Blue Origin, uh, were supposed to also be launching soon, and so uh, Richard Branson stole the limelight and was the first 
to do it. And there has now been a bit of pettiness. No, pettiness between billionaires? Oh, never. (laughs) Yes, they have been super petty. And uh, what they have done is uh, uh, Jeffrey Bezos's Blue Origin company have uh, they they made this little um, uh, this little chart. They tweeted this little chart out, uh, which mm. which said that Richard Branson didn't really go to space, uh, and the whole reason behind it was because um, space. Uh, there's this thing called the, the I can't pronounce it car car man line. C-A-R-M-A-N with some accents over the A. Sounds right. And yeah. the Kármán line is the official edge of space, which I think is 62 miles. And Spaceship 2 only reached an altitude of just 53.4 miles. Um, ah, rubbish. So they basically said, no, nah, you didn't go to space. Um, because <laughs> you, 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 you didn't, you didn't uh. hit the Kármán line, whereas Spaceship 2 went over the line that the US government considers the edge of space. Anyway, it's all very, very petty. That's very petty. It's very niggly. But I think the thing I liked the most about this story was the video that went alongside. There was a sort of live feed of Richard Branson in his spaceship going up. And there was a very distinct moment, I think, when the engines kick in, where he has a little moment to himself going, is this is this supposed to happen? Is this right? (laughs) You can see his life flash before his eyes and he goes, oh, no, we're fine. We're fine. He looked like, like he that. was listening to Classic FM all the way because he had head- a pair of little <laughs> he headphones in, didn't he? He um, did. <clears throat> jamming along. Yeah. And I also liked that the uh, the control centre was talking uh, over the top of this live feed. And they also used some lovely little terms like feathering. Um, yes. I think tickling. Was it tickling or twitching or something like that? Yeah. Just some quite cute little words which I wouldn't really associate with space. They're like, we're going to feather now. We're going <laughs> to tickle you into space. Lovely. Well, yeah, and, and what I thought was quite cool is they actually it landed a little bit like the space shuttle, the, the, the ship they went up in, which I thought was really cool, um, at, a little, at a runway. Uh, so, yeah, so good on him, Mr. Richard Branson. Now, Jeffrey Bezos will be, uh, he'll be flying later in the month on the Blue Origin spacecraft, and um, he'll be flying with, I can't remember her name, the lady, she had the coolest surname, coolest name ever. Oh, yeah, something funk. Name. Yeah, let's call her Jenny Funk. I don't know what her name was, but um, <laughs> she's she Sounds was right. yeah she's she's going to space with him. So that is my news. I wouldn't be interested if I didn't bring some space news. Space is reliable for some good. It news, is reliable. Let's be honest. Now, you know, well, you know what? It probably didn't used to be ten years ago, but there's seemingly a go. new piece of space news every single week. And how right. Do we find out about that space news through the internet. Through the internet. There you go. It's all related. And Rob, um, I'm gonna so, I'm gonna switch to you. Hey, don't know what yeah. that was about. You haven't read the script, have you? <laughs> so, Michael, as yes. you listeners may have heard, there we're going to be talking about the Nintendo Switch. Whoa! Now, there have been several rumors over the last year. Yeah, new processor. New processor. New processor. Big upgrade of the Nintendo Switch. The Nintendo Switch Pro is surely coming. Oh. Everyone was hyping it up. Yeah. It's going to be big. And guess what, Michael? This Did they week announce it was it? announced. Was it the pro- brand oh. new Nintendo Switch? Yes. It's faster what processor, for. more memory, no. Bluetooth. No. No. Oh, I don't know. They've um, got. They fixed the Joy-Con drift. Oh no! No, no comment on that. No, no. <laughs> oh. The oh. big thing that they've done. Yeah. Is they've increased the screen. Whoa. By a small margin, <laughs> and they've made it an OLED screen. <laughs> it's. 
basically right. the same old Nintendo Switch, just with a slightly bigger and granted, probably a bit nicer to look at screen. Isn't an OLED um, screen not very good outside because it's not bright enough or is it brighter? They may not get that bright. Um, so for a handheld portable <laughs> console, it's also questionable. I don't think I've seen it anyone with a hands-on experience with it yet outside, so we can't confirm that. I suppose that. the iPhone has but got an OLED screen, doesn't it? But you anyway. can make bright OLEDs, but generally they are a bit dimmer. Um, but not just the OLED screen, Michael. There are huge changes around the back as well. Yes. So I don't know if you know your Nintendo Switch has a small little kickstand at the back for standing up on a table. Right, let me pop the kickstand out on the microphone. Here we go. Do it. There you go. Oh, yes. That real sensory Boom. experience. Well, Click it back in. That's gone. Oh. That's gone. No more kickstand. It's now a big boy kickstand. The whole back has a swivelly panel that uh, can rest on it, which is apparently a better design because the one that you've got will eventually break and flap around. Oh, uh, good. Oh, that's good to know. Place and you have to tape it down. So that's good to know. Um, they also have... Um, added more storage internal storage so that's that's actually quite nice okay you know? okay 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 that's that's you know, always good to have a little more storage for your games and then finally the dock has an ethernet port built in Ooh. at the cost of one usb port oh so you know is it worth the 350 dollars or about 320 pounds that it costs to buy this i think if you've got a switch already you know the answer no it's probably not are the games um, cross compatible? Are they going to do like special games for the OLED screen, or will it absolutely all work? not? Everything, everything will run exactly how it did before, which was <laughs> okay. It runs, but nothing will be improved. Um, basically, all the hype that people had around the new Nintendo Switch Pro has been let down, and Nintendo has <laughs> just gone, "Yeah, we're just going to have to suck it up and take it." Um, this is what we've done. Uh, it does actually come in a new color, so if you want white Joy Cons, you can now get that. So I don't really know what you wanted, but there it is. And they, Tony, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater's been out for a while, hasn't he? On Switch. Yeah, now you can get it and watch it in OLED if you want to. But a lot of people have been saying, actually, I tend to play my Switch most on the TV, yeah. which negates that anyway. Um, yeah. I think they did a study and most people do play on their TV the majority of the time rather than taking out and about. I guess maybe during the pandemic, people play at home more. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that negates pretty much the only benefit of the new Switch. But if you haven't got a Switch before and you're looking at entering into the world of Nintendo, oh yeah, I think it's still one to consider. You'd be you'd <clears throat> that's one to be get better to. off getting that. That's one to get. One. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there you go. Well, you know how um, we talk quite a lot about Sony. And um, they certainly do some really cool oh, yeah. things, don't they? They've got the Sony PlayStation. They invented the Walkman. Yep. Your headphones, yep. your favourite headphones are Sony. Although you don't use them at the moment. Oh, I, I guess that's because they're probably not very good. But um, <laughs> we, you know, we're both quite oh, big you. fans of Sony. I think Sony has been mm. a big company. But they also do some weird stuff sometimes. They do some really do. weird stuff. They try um, and innovate. Let's let's frame it like they that. Innovate, it's, they innovate, but it's weird. Mm. So <laughs> Sony has, well, relaunched, I guess, um, neck speakers. Neck speakers? Yeah, neck okay. speakers. So let me try and those, describe this those to you. Those things. Uh, you say relaunched, like I should have heard of it before. Yeah, well, apparently, well, not apparently. They did already launch some bigger neck speakers. And um, I presume they sold so well, they've made some new ones. Um, so, and they're kind of targeted towards people who work from home. 
So if you imagine like, um, you know, like a travel pillow that you wear around your neck, it's kind of like yeah. horseshoe shaped and it kind of sits around your neck. So imagine a travel pillow, but the um, the diameter of it is about the <laughs> size of a hockey puck. Diameter of it is about, <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know, like a, a two pound piece. So imagine two like pounds, two pounds yeah. as like a tube, a tube of two pounds around your neck. Um, that's yeah. probably about how big it is. Um, Okay. And uh, instead of two pound coins or, or hockey pucks for that matter, uh, they're made of uh, um, sp- uh, up upwards facing speakers. Why do they describe it? What do they call them? Um, uh, uh, do they, I'm trying to find the, the word that they use on the on the article. But anyway, they use up facing speakers. speakers. <laughs> the old, yeah. The old um, neck speakers. Yeah. Upward Going angled drivers. There we go. Uh, and okay. and they have beam forming microphones. Um, okay. with built-in voice processing technology. And uh, the article I, re- I read here said, uh, so you can listen to them, you know, you can listen to them around your friends, family, or colleagues, as long as it's really quiet. And this article says, that's the kind of energy that's matched only by the co-worker who, is, who insists on bringing their mechanical keyboard to work. And I'm like, yeah. yes, that's right. Because Rob, we used, to, I used to, we used to sit next to each other, didn't we? And you oh, are the, you're the yeah. loudest typer you, you, you hated my type. And I didn't even have a mechanical <laughs> keyboard. That's just a regular. You I think it was a so, silent keyboard. So loud right. typing. I've never heard. I played anyone that thing well. Type so loud. <laughs> I'm convinced it's because you keep your nails much longer than I do, and I think you're. I, like, <laughs> I like to really know that the the key has been pressed down, so I like to give it a good thumb. You know, it's like oh. some drummers like to play lightly and have uh, sort of nimble fingers on the drum set. Yeah, that's not me. I like to really make sure that the the drum has been hit or the oh, key has been pressed. As do I. But honestly, I've, it, was, <laughs> it was the most distracting thing ever. I bought a pair of noise cancelling headphones just because of that. So, well, you know, what we should have bought. You should have bought some neck speakers. <laughs> neck speakers. So you start to with your annoying keyboard, and I I start to just play music through my neck speakers. So. I love that they say you can listen, listen to it next to someone, or you can listen to anything next to someone. It's going <laughs> to know. annoy them. <laughs> exactly. So you could buy, you could buy a huge subwoofer and put it on your desk. You can yeah. listen to you it. You can listen to, to it someone. just really quietly, just like well, no, They'll just, just be vibrating in their seat. <laughs> Why would you not wear a pair okay. of headphones? I don't understand. First of all, it sounds really uncomfortable. Is it just like having a, a little snake wrapped around your neck? Yeah, I haven't actually looked at the picture of them. I need to I need to Google what they look. Yeah, like. they're called the, <laughs> and they have a very typically Sony name. They're not called Sony neck speakers. No, they're called the SRS hyphen NB10. If you want to Google that, lovely. Sounds like a spaceship, but also it looks. I've just Googled it, and it looks like it looks slightly creepy. If you saw someone like that from the front, you'd think there's some sort of weird alien giving them a hug from behind. <laughs> they do. They oh, do it looks like it looks like they've got their bike lock around their neck. Without the front, <laughs> like, without the front lock on it. Well, where else are you going to keep it? <laughs> Round your neck. <laughs> uh, anyway, so that's the yeah. um, that's Odd. the SRS MB10, uh, available in two colours: charcoal grey and white. Oh, and I forgot to say, is IPX4 certified water resistant, so you can, for some reason, you, you can take it to the gym if you like, and it gives you. But ten- surely they would just fall off. They just bounce off if you're doing any sort of running activity. Yeah. Well. Yeah. But they're slightly curved, so they can sit on your neck. Maybe it's if your your neck speakers, everyone's making fun of your neck speakers, and you start crying, that won't damage the speakers. That's it. That's it. And you get twenty that's hours of audio playback. What would be hilarious is if one of us gets neck speakers for our you know Christmas or birthday, and we have to politely say, "Oh yeah, they're great. <laughs> oh, fantastic." <laughs> yeah, I would. I would. You know, I'd give them a go. I I respect Sony. 
Um, I would give them a go. If someone gave them to me, I'd try it out. Because then you've got that power move of you're listening personally and then you're like, do we want to take this party outside? And you take your next speakers off and pop them <laughs> on the table and then you get the party going. But... Yeah. No? Well, they face upwards, you. so you'd have to like tilt them. Yeah, or you could just hold them in front of you and point them at people. Yeah, okay, this. okay. Yeah, you know what? I take it all back. Yeah, good. All, back. all right, anyway... So there we Perfect. go. That's the that's the waterproof, not somewhat waterproof, Sony <laughs> next SRS MB10 next speakers, which will give you twenty hours of playback. Wonderful. Um, have you ever wondered if your phone is still properly water resistant, Michael? I haven't, but I know. Is somebody, your phone water resistant anyway? It is. Yeah, I have a friend. Older iPhone. So I'm a big old scaredy cat with my phone. So if I've ever got my, in fact, any, any items of tech, if I'm ever um, in a place where I could drop my phone. So like, um, mm. you know, there's, you know, there's like big observation platforms uh, and you can oh, kind of yeah. look out yeah, yeah. and you see those people like holding their phones out with selfies. No, 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 no. Terrifying. I would, no. I would like have it clamped to both hands and I wouldn't hold it all the way out. Um, and the same, like, you know, if you're in, um, I've seen people who've like, been at the beach taking their phone out into the water oh yeah no no no, no. Well, what if well, i drop it and then i'll lose it, it forever Ooh. and you get anyway i've got a friend of mine very good friend of mine who took his iphone 10 um uh on on a uh, into the water he swam with it and took like underwater photos with it which is it's wow, possible to do move. and did it work it did yeah, work okay and there's water it's, I mean, it's water resistant so i've fair play so to I think him. the ip the ip67 or 68 rating means that you can submerge yeah. it for even up to half an hour in 10 centimeters of water there are videos so i saw a video on the internet where they put an iphone 10 in like a bucket uh like a like a mesh bucket and dropped it like off a harbor i think it was like 50 meters or something and they did it for an hour an hour so like higher longer and longer yeah. and deeper than the rating and it was fine worked fine it is surprising how well they are uh, waterproofed anyway anyway some people may yes. be questioning whether their phone is waterproof or if it was waterproof at one point, if it still is waterproof. Because it does degrade, uh, doesn't you, it? It does degrade. It does degrade over time as the seals uh, wear and tear of the seals. Arr, arr. Um, that's not... <laughs> yes. Yeah, sorry, I can help. Um, so if you're an Android user, sorry, iPhone people, um, there's now an app that you can download to test whether your phone is still properly water resistant without involving any water, which is probably the best way to test if your phone is water resistant. How on um, earth does it work? It uses uh, onboard barometers. Did you know your phone has a barometer? There you go. You do now. Um, it's wow. a free app that um, uses the barometer to assess the integrity of the waterproof seals oh, on your okay, phone. Okay, because a barometer um, uses pressure, doesn't it? Uses pressure. Yeah. So your internals have got to be a certain pressure and it will run the tests um, and give you a pass or fail. So essentially, if it says you've passed, then it's likely that your phone is still waterproof. I still maybe wouldn't necessarily trust it 100%, but it would give you a bit of confidence. Maybe you take out in the rain when previously you were a bit scared to take out in the rain. Have um, you, um, people have tested it. You know, have, you, you, uh, have you run the test on your phone yet? You know, what I haven't. I probably should have done before the show. I don't think my phone was ever rated as waterproof because um, it was a OnePlus phone and that cost a bit extra to get the, the rating. Oh, really? Um, it do, yeah, it costs money to get it certified. So a lot of times manufacturers will put all the seals and stuff in place, but they won't get the certification because it costs an extra £10 per device. Huh. Well, there we go. 
Um, all right. Well, should I should I bring us our next item of news whilst you hurriedly, hurriedly download the app? Um, so we talked about we talked about space earlier, and a few months ago, maybe a few weeks ago, we talked about um, the helicopter that's on Mars. Do you know? Do you remember this? So on Mars, oh, yes. there's a there's a little yeah, helicopter, cool. like a little drone thing called Ingenuity. I can't remember how big it is, but it's it's small. Definitely bigger than a hockey yeah. puck, though. But it's quite <laughs> it's quite small, and um, it was really. I think it was taken onto Mars as a bit of an experiment to see if you could use something like that on Mars. Um, and uh, I think originally they just did a few little flights, you know, up and down, um, tested to see if it could um, its solar panels worked and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, they uh, they took the little little helicopter on a bigger flight on a longer flight than they I think they'd even planned. Um, and they basically did a, a big leap through this um, uh, what would you call it? A crater? No. Uh, cavern? I don't know what it was. But basically, it Ooh. flew ahead of the Perseverance rover. So there's a Perseverance rover, Ingenuity. And it, and the article I'm reading here says that it took three minutes to go and fly to this location, snap some photos and come back. And if right. the Perseverance rover wanted to do it, it would have taken months to do it because it would have to have driven wow. there on its own. And um, it basically flew, yeah, kind of flew ahead, snapped some photos, came back, and then they can go and look at the geology of it and then say, oh, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Let's go. Let's go and drive there. That'll be worth our time. That is genius. So it saves them time to analyze where to go and test for certain things. That's really cool. And apparently it was um, it was only really designed to fly on really short trips and on terrain that's basically flat. So the engineers Mm. had to change the code and and kind of um uh, trick the helicopter into thinking that it was flat so apparently it kind of zigzagged and uh kind of ascended rather than kind of fly across a slope kind of ascended down and ascended up the slope like it was flat apparently there were no accidents would you say that they changed that code on the fly oh Yes, yeah. Rob. Yes. You like that one? These are the You're puns welcome. that we all come here for. <laughs> this is, this That's is ev- what this show has become famous for. This is everything I wanted and more. Um, <laughs> and they are, um, wow. yeah, so the photos, I don't think all the photos have come back yet because uh, as I'm sure you can imagine, the bandwidth between Earth and Mars isn't particularly good. So I think it's going to take a little mm. while for it to come. Uh, but it's um, it's great. It's I think it's really cool. I, I'm really, I mean, as somebody who loves uh, all forms of flight, uh, mm. ha- the fact that we have like a little drone, something flying on Mars is really, on really Mars cool. It's is incredible. Do you own yeah. a drone? Are you a Do drone I own a drone? I, a I, I, own a, I own a little toy drone. My mum bought okay. it for me for Christmas a few years ago. And oh, nice. uh, I have flown it a few times. I nearly lost it in a, in a river. And nice. I, you know what? Since moving to the countryside and away from um, an airfield, I can actually probably go and fly it. I you could probably do it. it do it hey rob when we have our when we have our um our uh our annual review um our big our big annual review in september yeah we should add that to the agenda on our um uh, interneted our away day business quarterly business review <laughs> team team building team uh, the interneted um uh team um what do they call it not escape what's the word i want to use away day um yeah corporate yeah. it's a corporate away day it's a corporate yeah. away day 
being fully funded. We'll bring the rest of the crew along. Um, <laughs> All right, go on then. Jerry on the mic. He, he, he probably deserves it. Yeah. Big right. drone flying. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yes. Yeah, so do you have one? Have you got That's a drone? Cool. I don't have a drone and I think... You know, I, I think I would like to. I, I do live in a built-up area, so I'm not sure I'd be able to fly it right out here. But I would, I'd take it out and about. You could I think fly, it, you could do, fly like, it to Bluegrass, and then you could... Pick up my own, th- make my yeah. own Amazon drone delivery, but with yes. delivery. That's genius. I like that. I yeah. think what I've always wanted to do is be one of those people that races their drones. You know, you get the Red Bull <sighs> racing, yes, I've uh, seen drone that. racing. And to yeah. be honest, I was kind of hoping you'd say that's where they've gone to on Mars already, but um, drone that's racing. fine. We're not quite there yet. I thought Mars, they said, drone yeah, racing you know, send up insane, another few it? and then have a race between them. People could bet on the races. Yeah. Um, have flaming rings on Mars to oh. like, drive through. But oh, we'll yeah, get there one day. I didn't, I, didn't think okay. you had a, I didn't think you had a drone when... Um, I don't have a drone. Well, maybe I'll no. buy one and then we can race it on the corporate yes. way. Yes, I think yours will be faster than mine and probably last for longer. Mine has got a little camera on the bottom, so you can do like little photos. So, Lovely. Yeah. Lovely. Anyway, uh, what have you got? So I uh, think uh, back to Sony again, actually. But they had a bit of a whoopsie. Oh they, no! Uh, this week, what have they done? Sony did a bit of a whoopsie. So they <laughs> recently, as part of their, um, it's called a state of play video, which is sort of following on from E3. It was Sony's version, but they talked about some new released games. Nothing big was announced. Nothing new that we many people really were that interested in. A lot of uh, smaller games they talked about but anyway at the start of that state of play they had a little uh, promotional advert for the playstation 5 yes so you think about well, you'd set it up properly and everything would be looking good for the video um except they overlooked one small thing um they had their playstation 5 upside down in the video um <laughs> so <laughs> they the, the standard way is to have the, the playstation 5 on its side uh, laid yeah. down flat and then the disc tray, the disc tray is at the bottom of it. But in this video, they had the PlayStation Five turned upside down with a disc tray at the top, and people noticed, and they told Sony about that. And now they've removed the video because it looks ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> seeing it now, um, bit of a whoopsie, bit of an oversight, um, and just something that's quite funny. I think it's, that was, it's um, clearly like a, a marketing agency who've who've done it for oh, Sony. Yeah, it's, and somebody at Sony's gone, yeah, yeah, it's fine, it's fine. And it's, kind like, of, it's there, isn't it? You can see the PlayStation. It's all yeah, good. That's it. I mean, it's to be fair to them, it is a complex and complicated looking device. No one really knows what it is, what it's supposed to look like, which way around it goes. So I can understand. But at the same time, you'd think Sony might review these things before they, they, they do. Place they them on do, man. I remember the PlayStation video. 3 was like a quite a big, chunky big it was like quite similar looking to the playstation 5 it's just big and chunky mm. and round uh and had the spider-man font on it and i remember it the is. playstation 4 was big as well big you know so i mean i get it yeah they, i mean the the playstation 5 is even bigger the, the ps3 was i think the previous holder of the title of biggest console yeah. and the playstation 5 came out and absolutely dwarfed it um the playstation 5 is a big big console so you didn't when you know, we well when we went and um when I saw you last you didn't let me touch um or handle the your PlayStation 5 rightly so I think uh, yeah I tried not to let you within 5 <laughs> meters of it which so. um, considering we live in a flat is quite far away you didn't yeah, it was. get in the door but um yeah, <laughs> it, it was fine you let me That's run the taps good. for 15 minutes as well for some reason 
<laughs> and especially no ketchup for you because no. <laughs> that's just not what we do. Exactly. No ourselves. fair play. That's a fair play. That's a fair point. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> I'll give you one last news item. Ooh. So uh, Go on, treat me. All right. Uh, do you are you a Gmail? Are you a Gmail user, Rob? Do you use Gmail? I'm a I'm a Gmailer. I do. Yes. Both at work and at home. Oh really? Oh, that's interesting. Well, um, I, you know how much I I detest phishing emails. Um, it's you know one of my bugbears, as you know. Um, so Gmail have come up with, and I think not only Gmail, but as part of the brand indicators for messaging identification standard, uh, or uh, yes, that is the standard. And then there's a for some reason there's also a DMARC standard. I thought you were going to tell us what the name was for short. Uh, Bimmy. What's the abbreviation? Bimmy. 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 Yeah, the Um, Bimmy. What they've been up to. So what they what they'll now do uh, on Gmail starting fairly soon over the next few weeks is if an if a company uh, an organization sorry has has authenticated themselves using the DMARC standard. I've no idea how they do that, but let's just say that will be the big companies. Um, their logo will appear in Gmail next to their name. So, for example, if your bank emails you, it will show your bank's logo next to their name, which will kind of work a little bit like a verification badge that you see on, say, like Twitter. You know, it's got like a blue tick. Like, you know that that is owned by... Sure. That's that's like the legitimate company. Um, There's no news about whether or not it comes from... um, If other companies... If other, you know, if Hotmail or whoever are going to roll it out, one would assume so because it looks like it's an open standard, which is good. Um, yeah, but yes, I think that makes sense. Verification badges, basically, uh, on on emails on Gmail, which I think is really quite simple if you think about it, but actually really, really yeah, good. Because I'm surprised now you've told me about it. I'm surprised they haven't done it before. Yeah, I'm surprised they haven't done it before. But I guess it's like who gets because emails are such an open standard. Like who gets to decide who's like how somebody's verified. So yeah, like I don't you know, know, I guess Gmail are, are taking a stand. If it's going to yeah. be anyone, it's going to be Google or Microsoft, they, isn't it? They yeah, well exactly, exactly. So that's my that's my fun piece of news with emails. How was that? What a lovely way to to round off this week's news. Beautiful story. Heartwarming. All right. Well, that is that's it for our tech roundup, and we're going to be back with part two of Interneted right after this. <laughs> So, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is time for the part of the show that we call... Here are the cool things we have found on the internet this week. Come, Rod. Rod. (laughs) Come on, Rod. Bring your vocals. (laughs) Do you think I'm Rod Gilbert? We do get mistaken quite a lot, actually. (laughs) Come on, Rod. Oh, sorry for Welsh accent. Sorry for calling That's you. It's all right, Michael. <laughs> That's, That's not the first accent you've done on this show, is it? That's the, that's the I've done many an accent, Michael. Yeah. Anyway, as this, as the name of this feature suggests, we have been weeding through the web, navigating the net, scouring search engines, ransacking Reddit, going from A to B on HTTP, getting fitter by using Twitter, getting our fix of Netflix, having an oogle of Google, looking at a ream of memes, a throw of DuckDuckGo and a regroup of YouTube to find the coolest things on the internet for you, dear listener. 
Now, Rob, can you inform me of the all-important rules, please? Absolutely, Michael. So each week, we'll both be bringing the coolest thing or things that we found on the internet this week. And apart from that, there's no rules. As long as you can find it on the internet, we can talk about it. It could be anything from a a funny video, an interesting fact, a cool (gasps) TV show or film, a streaming service, or Ah. something interesting in an online shop. (laughs) Thank you for those sound effects. You're welcome. Um, So yeah, basically, we talk about anything and everything on the internet. Uh, Michael, do you want to go first? Yes. So So a few... Michael, do you want to go first? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, all right. I'll go first. I'll go first. But yeah, feel free to use a high voice. That's okay. Now, uh, dear listener, it's worth just mentioning, Rob and I are on remote connections, and I think there is a bit of a delay between Rob and I. I don't know, Rob, if you've sensed the delay. Delay, 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 delay. So, um... Yes, Michael. <laughs> Sorry, that was terrible. <laughs> so, um, if we... If there's a little bit of a gap between us uh, when we talk, that'll be why, but we'll try and do our best to make sure there is no gap between us when we talk, but, you know, that's what happens sometimes. Anyway, uh, what I wanted to talk about was Bo Burnham. Uh, so Bo Burnham released a really cool film a few... Oh, well, I talked about this film called uh, Inside a few weeks ago. Indeed. And if you haven't seen it, I would go and see it. It's, it's, it's on Netflix. It's really, really good. Really, really like it. And it is, uh, especially if you're nearer to mine and Rob's age. I don't know, group <laughs> us together. Thanks, Rob. Uh, wow. Then yeah. Bring yeah. the average down. Yeah, thanks, Bo. Um, then, uh, yeah, so, uh, he, he, it's a very, very good, um, very, very good film. And, uh, in it, he sings some songs and one of the songs has now hit the billboard global charts and apparently Incredible. Uh, it is the first comedy title. So I think he actually hit, uh, so I think he hit number 178 originally. And then I think it went all the way up to something like seven or eight on the US no. billboard charts um, wow. something like that something like that don't take my word for it I can't actually find it on here um, but it's the song called uh, All Eyes On Me and I can see why it's hit the charts because it does sound like a, a modern popular music song uh, <laughs> it and does. it is quite a it's a it's a very um, it's a commentary on society isn't it All Eyes On Me it, I think that's it, what Bob. it's supposed to sound like yeah, yeah, I think it's supposed to be one of those ones that sounds like a, a classic pop song, but if you listen to the lyrics, it's, well, as everything he wrote on that special that he created, there's, a, there's deeper meanings to it. Very, it does very sound, It does sound cool. So that is uh, both the coolest thing I found on the internet two weeks ago and the coolest thing I found on the internet this week. All it's right, the Rob. gift that keeps on giving. Right? Oh, it is, it is. Uh, what have you got, Rob? So... Something I've got this week is is a website actually. Um, oh, I like websites. I don't know. I don't know if you know this, Michael, but I did geography at university. Oh, um, you did. And as everyone likes to point out to me, that must mean I love clouds. Oh, I was going to say coloring pens, but clouds. Yeah. I mean, there is also that, but that's a given. Who doesn't like coloring <laughs> pens and pencils? Let's be honest. Um, um, printer manufacturers, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Deep down. Inside, they know that they love them. Yeah, it's fine. Um, so I've discovered a website which I think is pretty cool. It's a weather website, but it, t- it goes a bit beyond your standard uh, whatever website you would typically use. It's called Ventu Sky, V-E-N-T-U Sky. Um, V-E-N-T-U-S-K-Y. Okay. 
it provides a map of the whole world um, using lots of different models. So it's got lots of different weather models, which you can actually change the settings of depending on the region. Oh yeah, region. You did, you've shown me this before. When we were, when we were working together, together, when we were working together. I showed together. you a long time ago because I thought it was one of the coolest things. That's um, so cool. It's weather-wise, because I know you love your, your data and your models, and also the weather data. as well, I'm hoping. Yes, I love... Weather. Hey, I'm, I'm British, of course I love the weather. Exactly. Um, this is just a fantastic website, because it gives you all sorts of different controls, uh, depending on what you want to see. They can show you temperature at different heights above the ground, so you can set it to 2 metres or 5 centimetres. You can show the perceived temperature, so what you're actually going to experience. You can show precipitation or cloud cover or wind speed or even things like air pressure and air quality you can show on this, which I think is pretty cool. Um, and yeah, the, the map that it presents it on, it, it's just really engaging because it shows you all the sort of weather systems and the weather patterns, I guess you'd say. Um, oh, so it shows you the direction you of the zoom, air currents. Zoom all the way out and then you can just zoom like all the way in right onto it's like your, really, your really road good detail how do yep. they do it how do they it's do clever it? it's clever right and you can go and explore so i was checking out earlier the air quality and lots of dust from the sahara is coming up north um from sahara and it's it's causing issues with the air quality over central europe at the moment which i think is just really interesting um anyone that's out there and you can obviously do the, the forecasting so you can set it for several days in advance um if you're looking to uh, go on holiday or something and you want to test out the weather, what it might look like, I'd recommend giving VentuSky a go because it's probably a bit more engaging than just your standard weather app. You can test out all sorts of different things. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's a, that's a wonderful. It. Yeah. I, cool, right? I, I was, if I'm honest, I was half paying attention to you and half just enjoying the app. <laughs> Uh, it's great. It is also available as an app on phones. So if you want to replace your standard weather app, you can do that. I've just seen that you can also check out snow cover for all you skiers out there. You can check out snow cover or even waves. So anyone that likes surfing, you can check out the height of waves uh, in your local bit of coastline or anywhere else. Oh. It's just a really cool little app um, that I've spent a fair amount of time on today. Delightful. Uh, all right. Well, those are my. Those are our two things. Those were our two yeah. things, and I, I think guess, pretty cool. I guess with that, is uh, is it is it is it? It I think it is. It is, it is. and it's it's it time is. for us to end the show. Um, well, thank you so much for joining us uh, for this episode of Interneted. We hope you've enjoyed it. Internet is hosted, produced, and somewhat written by <laughs> <laughs> Rob. We need to update the script. Murga tried and succeeded. Mer Rob Robert there. Robert Murga tried as he was on his emails. Formal. And me, Michael Bird. Wonderful. Uh, so in case you didn't know, we're releasing episodes of Interneted every week. So make sure you don't miss out on our next episode and hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify or wherever else you get your podcasts. And of course, don't forget to, don't forget to give us a bodacious five star rating. Well, yeah, of course. Of course, don't forget to give us of course, a bodacious. Of course, you'd be foolish not to, right? Bodacious. Absolutely foolish. Bodacious. Tubular. Anyway, thank you so much for tuning in, and we hope to see you next week for the next wonderful episode of Interneted. Bye-bye. See ya.